Hey everyone, welcome to my show, My So-Called Fabulous. I'm Tiffany and it's so good to talk to you today. And you know what? I'm a mommy. I'm a mother. I am, I've heard, mother to the people with some of these students around here and I'm so honored. You know, there's nothing more important. I'm going to tell you the best job in the world, everyone, is being a mother. Um, Career, I say that and I choke up because career is just the most important job in the world. Um. You have to be a mother, and we are going to define the different types of mommies out there. But happy Mother's Day to you this coming Sunday. And um, I have with me today, took a lot of twisting of an arm to get her on here today. She is a mommy. She has been on our team for three years. She is one of my very best friends. And how cool is it to have someone on your team that you go through life with, you hit highs, you hit lows. And she's a mom, Laura Katner. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am very happy to be here after oh. watching 119 episodes go <laughs> up and it's my turn. I know it is your turn. It took some time. And Laura, let me explain to you. So Laura came on when Greg sold the company as our business manager, our household accountant, and the transition of... Greg selling the company, retiring you and then taking our family, that was her main job. So that's how Laura started with us. Bless her heart. And it was a lot, right? I mean, tell us about, tell me about what the hell you went through. (laughs) It was a lot. um, It's so it's different coming from a very corporate world and then working, you know, hand in hand as part of a family, which really is what you're doing when in that kind of position. So I was coming into your family's life at a time of great transition. The company was sold. Greg retired. You had were also launching a business. the business, your podcast, everything. And, you know, walking you guys through that and walking through it together, just, it was a blessing. And it was so wonderful to be able to see you flourish in your new role mm-hmm. and to watch Greg oh. try to settle into retirement. Has he yet? <laughs> Which, if you if you know Greg, retirement to him is go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it is. It is. So you came on as a family and then watch again we launched the podcast a few months after you came on and i mean it just hit the fan i mean the growth and we as a as a team um we are seeing the growth right now i mean it's just it's amazing so laura's hat has gone from doing that being the business manager to helping write podcasts to helping Uh, with a guest and legal documents and things and trademarking. So the things that you've done with me have just, I can't thank you enough because you've walked side by side three, three years. She has yelled at me. I have cried in front of her (laughs) (laughs) and it's a perfect relationship. So, and those are hard to find and we're seeing that it's very difficult to find. And so we, and we are hiring. We of course are hiring. We are. And and vice versa. I'm, I am so thankful for the opportunity and it, it really was a like very random 
way I found you. I just saw a post and sent my resume and there I was. I think I showed up for my interview with my dark hair, you know, natural dark brown. (laughs) And, um, you know, they told me I got the job. And then I think the next week I dyed it pink. (laughs) She did. (laughs) Dyed it pink. I was like, she sent me a picture and um, I literally was driving somewhere and um, she sent it to me. I've never had pink hair, mine. And uh, I saw it and I didn't answer because I was driving. And she said, <laughs> you're like, are you mad at me? <laughs> like, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And so we all we all have our fabulous personalities and it just works out perfectly. It works. And it's it's been it's been great getting to know Tiffany and the family on a personal, professional level and having the ability I think to switch between that personal, Hey, we're chatting about our family to, okay, it's business time. Mm-hmm. I'm setting a timer for our meeting yep. is the most important thing that we've all learned from this is that we need to be, have an on and off switch mm-hmm. and know when it's business time and when it's yeah party. party time. Yeah. Party and then family time. So I brought you on, Laura, you are in your 30s. Mm-hmm. You're married to Kyle, a fabulous man. Mm-hmm. You guys have been married eight? Uh, eight? Almost nine. Almost nine years. And um, your journey of being a mother, and I, I want to talk about this because I want to start out with your journey of being mother. Um, you and I have some similarities. We both have suffered um, a difficult time getting pregnant. Um a time where I did get pregnant quick, quickly. Um, we've, we have lost children. We have miscarriage and the highs and lows. And there are several women listening right now and men, men that go through it because their spouse, they don't know how to handle. Um, and I have, I have coached you through this as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot of outside sources. So have you always wanted to be a mom? I think growing up, I grew up Catholic mm-hmm. as, as you and did as we well. We both do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've mentioned from the podcast and, you know, it's always been in the back of my mind that yes, I will have a family someday. And as I graduated college, worked and it got closer and closer and I got married, it was like, wow, this is actually, it's, it's time. It's time to think about this. And I think I was around 25 or 26 when I really thought, wow, is my clock ticking? Right. Which the biological clock. Yeah. I, I could go on about because you, there, are, it's never too, it's not as late as you think it is. Right. And, um, I, I, so yeah, we, uh, Kyle and I decided we'd like to have children, um, like to have the laughter to give the experiences that we had as children and, um, provide that sort of family environment that mm-hmm. we both had. Yeah. You, so you did want to be a mom. I think it, when I, as I was growing up, yeah, that's what it was expected to do. You, you're mm-hmm. Catholic. I mean, of course, you, you, and that doesn't mean yes or no, but I just think it was expected. Um, so when you decided to get pregnant, what was your journey? So 
We got pregnant very quickly. And for those who know me, I am very much research based and I will research the heck out of anything. So I used this app tracking bracelet that of course you did. <laughs> it's kind of like an Apple watch. We wear it at night and it tracks your cycle. And cycle. Um, so we used that and we got pregnant very quickly. Um, and that was, I believe winter of 2019. So that, as we know, is when the world fell down around mm-hmm. us and everything changed. Um, and we suddenly were living in a different world where we were wiping down groceries. We were scared to see our family. Right. We were terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a terrifying time to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. I, w- I will say, I mean, it, it, it really, the, there was no knowledge of what this, what coronavirus was. There was no vaccine. There was no treatment. It was just, Right. This is coming. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Deal with it. Yep. How? Don't know. Yeah. Stay at home. Wear don't. a mask. Don't right. wear a mask. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But that's when you got pregnant. And I remember you would do Halloween. Yes. Because right I knew. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I didn't want a Halloween baby. I was hoping, I was hoping we'd last until November. So I was hoping for much to Kyle, my husband's dismay, a first of First week of November, which would be hunting season, oh, baby. Oh, Lord, of course. <laughs> he wouldn't be there. <laughs> of course. Which means, well, I mean, that would be a great birthday celebration yes, to go hunting. That's so, true. Um, as we do in our family. Um, but yeah, so that was my due date. And I guess it was um, March when I think I woke up. Had I been having like a lot of pain, um, you know, call my doctor. Like I've not, you know, I've never been pregnant before. What is this? You know, take a bath, like see if, right. See if it passes, see if take a Tylenol, um, see if it passes. And I think I recall giving you a call, mm-hmm. call my mom. I think I waited out a day, um, and waited for Kyle to come home and then went to bed like normal and um, woke up the next day. And this was in this was March, like 25th of 2020. So right when Oof. lockdown. Yeah. When it was you it do happened. not leave your house. Right. Do not leave your house. Right. For anything. Mm-hmm. And um, so we. We had to go to the hospital. When we got there, they didn't have masks. They didn't know. They, they didn't know what to do. They were, they at that time were turning away anyone who wasn't basically bleeding out. Right. And so I went over to the women's side of the hospital at uh, Baylor All Saints. And um, they, nobody knew what to do with me. Right. They didn't know. They didn't have a test for COVID. Mm-hmm. I had no symptoms other, you know. Sure. <clears throat> um, and they had also separated me from my husband. So there I was alone. Right. 
grieving, grieving, bleeding internally. I kind of knew what was happening. Sure. Um, and I ended up, you know, finding out that happened and we were far enough along that it did require surgery. So again, and I didn't see my husband at all Mm -hmm. from the time he dropped me off till the time I got out of surgery. Right. Which was heartbreaking for him, for me, there was never a chance to say goodbye or this is Mm -hmm. over like closure on it. And I just, I remember sitting in, I was the only person there for a surgery. There was no scheduled surgeries. This was back when they canceled everything. Sure. Only person there that was having surgery that day in the whole hospital, um, aside from an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wouldn't, they would, they would come near me, but the, the, the nursing level of care was just hands off. Right. Be, right. And and I don't blame blame them. Nobody knew how to handle COVID at that time. But at a point when I really needed someone there to be hold my hand or just a hand on my shoulder, like you're gonna be okay. This is okay. Mm-hmm. This is what's about to happen. There was no there was nothing. I had no idea what was about to happen until they took me into surgery and put me under and right. I woke up and then you woke up. Yeah. So that was your, you miscarried mm-hmm. and it was three months. It was, it was right on the line of uh stillbirth. Right. So, right. Right. um, they ended up finding a, that I had a lot of fibroids. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Which was, the cause, which, um, one of them had, which now I know all about pregnancy and the placenta <laughs> and all, all wait, way more way than I ever thought more. I would know. Um, but one of the fibroids was cutting off the blood supply to the placenta, which obviously is what keeps the baby alive. Mm-hmm. And so it was as the baby grew, it just, right. It, 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 you know, it wasn't possible. Right. Right. There were, there were mechanics in the way yes. for sure. You know, let me ask you a question, Laura, because then when I was, when I wa- began talking to you after you went home and the grieving process, the shock, the grieving mm-hmm. process began, let me ask you a question because I tried to talk to you multiple times and give you advice. And sometimes I, did it help me telling you this one was not meant to be this child? It was, um, there was going to be something that was going to do. I mean, or was that not helpful? Like it, this was not supposed to happen. Did that help or, and be honest with me because this happens to a lot of people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and I hate to say, I don't want to say it's normal, but it is common Mm -hmm. and nobody, it's not talked about nearly as not nearly enough as it should be because a lot of people go through this silent alone and, um, no, absolutely. To answer your question, um, it it did help me. I, you know, I knew there was a plan. This was not the time to be quite honest. I was terrified to give 
birth in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. where we really knew nothing right at that still at that four months in mm-hmm. March end of March beginning of April um I had been basically living in my house I think I left my house and all I did was go to visit you Mm -hmm. for our meetings and that was it. And, um, it was, it was terrifying. Right. The whole, the whole thought of it was terrifying. Right. So you mentioned that, um, it's silent because we do suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. And don't you think that's kind of odd where we are right now? Because, do you think it's you and I have guilt and we uh, we don't laugh about this, but uh, and even Ashley German and I, we, the three of us talk mm-hmm. about our Catholic guilt. Is it something that you think that the mother we didn't succeed and or we failed or we did something wrong? Because when I had mine, I know what happened to mm-hmm. me. I know exactly what happened to me. And I've explained that in other podcasts. Um so there was that guilt of staying in a marriage I shouldn't have stayed in. Um, do you think that's why women do not share as much because the guilt or just they're so sad? I think it's, I think a little bit of both. I know for me working with, working through it with a therapist, it, a lot of it was guilt and a guilt. Oof. I have a lot of we, we, we do call it Catholic guilt. I, I think guilt lives with me every day, but I had all this guilt. Well, what if, you know, what if we had known about the fibroids? What if this, what if that, sure. why did my body fail me? Why, why, mm-hmm. why did this happen? Like I, my body failed me and my husband, my body failed this child, my right. body failed. Um, and we, it was a girl and we named her Reese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we love you, Reese. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And, um, but it was a lot of guilt that I did have to work, work through. Yes. Like what, and a lot of it, I, most all of it with guilt is Mm self-imposed. There was nobody telling me this is your fault. No. In fact, it was the very opposite. My OB was phenomenal and called to give me you know, the full report of what happened and said, this is, this, your, this is your body it's out of your yes. control. There's nothing you could have done differently. This was not stress from the pandemic. This was not anxiety related. This was nothing, nothing you did mm-hmm. contributed to this. Right. Um, and then uh, I think a lot of us just don't talk about it because we do feel with guilt comes shame. Mm-hmm. We feel mm-hmm. a little bit, we feel a little bit of shame that you see all these pictures of other people and their children and well, my body couldn't do that. Right, right, right. Or I'm trying to get pregnant. So, you know, I'm trying and trying for years or, you know, that person and they want, they wouldn't understand about my struggles with infertility or how hard it is to get pregnant or whether I'm going to ever get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do see that social media is a highlight reel and we understand that. Um, but I, I did make a point to 
write out um, a pretty, not lengthy, but a couple paragraphs on my personal Facebook page about it. And because I had shared, because I was very excited because I was pregnant. How, like how fun, how and exciting. And it was quick too. It was very quick. Mm-hmm. And I wanted people to know. I wanted everyone to be excited. And there's always the, don't tell anyone until you're further along. Sure. Well, to that, I say, why not? Right, right. Why can't I have joy? Why can't, right. if it's just for two months. You just said something. Why can't I have joy? You just said something that might have answered my question about don't tell anyone for three months. Why? I mean, okay, you can, yes, you can miscarry, but embrace. Have your friends embrace you. What yes. are they going to do? Talk crap about you? I mean, seriously? So I think there's the stigma right there because typically, I, I'm not I'm saying, we are not physicians here, but most miscarriages do happen during the first three mm-hmm. trimesters. So I think that might be the stigma. And I just, that was an aha moment. For, Is that we don't tell anyone we're pregnant. So nobody knows. So it's hard to go back and say, hey, I was pregnant. I had this mm-hmm. miscarriage. And yeah. it's a Band-Aid that you have to rip off again to yeah. tell your close right. friends. Right, right. So, I, yeah, I, I, I think that I answered my own question. So then um, after, after, you, after you miscarried, mm-hmm. you had to take a break mentally from time to time. And I, I, I say this because you and I have had a conversation about this. I didn't take a break, and, um, but I, I waited years and years and years and years because I went through another marriage. But um, you took a break, and I, I, I want you to tell everyone it's okay to take a break. Yeah. Like you just may have to, you know, mentally just go, you know what, I, I, I need to deal with this. I, um, you know, I truly, I have been in therapy for probably 15, 20 years. <laughs> you are a therapist now. <laughs> yeah. I really believe in therapy and I believe everyone, no matter what you're going through, even if you don't think you're going through anything difficult, mm-hmm. you can benefit from it. So I was really challenged by my therapist to process this. Don't push this emotion down. Do not jump because the first thing that a lot of people want to do as soon as they miscarry is how soon can I get pregnant again? Oh, girl. And you were the queen of that. Yes. And I, unfortunately, but also a little bit fortunate, had to have a second surgery Mm -hmm. um, where they had to go and actually remove all of the fibroids so that I could support a pregnancy in the future. So um, because of COVID... We couldn't do that surgery until they lifted the um, mm-hmm. the the right this, the ban the ban on, on elective, elective surgeries. Correct. Which to me it was not elective. Right. Right. I was you yeah. know dying to have another baby. Mm-hmm. Please let me try. Yes. And so I waited a couple months to have that surgery, and then had to let my you know my body heal from that, and. I used that time plus a couple more months to really go through the grief process, mm-hmm. both for Reese, the little girl, the right. girl that, that we lost, and um, in my myself, 
Um, you know, I, I don't want to say I lost a part of myself, but I, I think I grew, mm-hmm. I grew from it at the, at, at the beginning. I thought that I lost part of myself right. when I lost her, Right. but I grew, I grew, mm-hmm. I, I fully was able to process what happened. And as you know, the hardest day for me was the due date. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Yeah. That is the hardest date. And that Halloween was very difficult for you. And we, because that's, you know, as soon as you get pregnant, you get, what's the due date? What's the, you know, the shower. Yes. And that's, oh, you're having a, you know, July baby. Yay. Um, so when I, and it, 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 it knocked me off my feet. I thought I had processed it. I thought I had a grip on the grief. And yes, I was still growing, going through the grief and processing it, but I thought I had a grip on it. And that time came mm-hmm. and just knocked Got me, you. knocked me clean off my feet. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, I did what I had to do and saw, you know, called my therapist, got the help I needed and got back on track because I need to be physically healthy Mm -hmm. and emotionally healthy if I want to try for another child. And also just for my own own person. Yeah. 10,000 mile checkup. Gosh. (laughs) 5,000. Like (laughs) 50,000. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the good news is that is this, my friend, is your first Mother's Day. Yes. You have a beautiful, I want you to go to her Instagram. She'll give you her Instagram in a minute, but a beautiful, fabulous, healthy, beautiful little boy. His name is August. He was born in August. And I was like, what if he's born in September? God. We had a close call in July. Yeah, too. in July. So, um, so. I mean, he's, he's Augie, our Augie. And I know you grieve the loss of Reese, but you, my friend, have blossomed like never before. You were always fabulous. But that baby, he doesn't define you, but he just makes you this incredible. Being a mother, just, you didn't, you don't even know how you're going to behave or you're going to, I mean, you may not like the kid. I mean, but I mean, just congratulations. Thank you. Are you just so proud? I, every day, it's almost like, this is my baby. Yeah. Like this. I is, did this. This, this is my baby. Yes. Like, look at him. Like he, this week he figured out how to get the little puffs into his own mouth. Mm-hmm. And you just want to celebrate every tiny little thing they do, do. because you made them. Yes. And they're their own little people. And are there going to be low points? Yes. Are there going to be high points? Absolutely. Celebrate them. Celebrate. Embrace. Embrace them. And you you had told me over and over again, going throughout the journey um, with both pregnancies, was the best job you're ever going to have is being a mother. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was like, well, okay, well, good for you, Tiffy. Good for you. Like, <laughs> you know, you and your, you yeah. can have your Catholic lifestyle. 
mm-hmm. and, and be Betty Crocker because uh-huh. with your plate of brownies. <laughs> like, yes, like, exactly. But honestly, it's true. It's true. Uh, there's nothing quite like holding your child. Mm-hmm. There's nothing quite like a baby's laughter. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't wait for new milestones. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people talk about, oh, well, they're only little for so long. Well, okay. But they're, they're also mm-hmm. going to grow into these beautiful people that we yeah. are going to meet exactly. and enjoy. So we are enjoying them as, as these little people. And I, some, some baby stages are not enjoyable. No. At all. all. It's not always, you know. We you know, know that. Yeah. And I, I I enjoy all of it. And I I don't like to live by the, you know, well, enjoy the snuggles now because you'll regret it later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy everything. Soak yes. up every single thing because you know what's going to happen is tomorrow my baby turns 23. I know. And I remember being in the movie theater and wondering what was wrong with my belly, like butterflies were going across it because she was moving for the first time. So I will never forget that. You know, I'll just, I, the stages of her life and I can't believe she's 23 and we'll look up and your baby will be 23 as well. Wow. I'm going to be super old at that time, but hey, tell us, because I have said this and my dad has said this, my mother is deceased and, um, you know, this is very difficult because I miss her so desperately, mm-hmm. miss her in this phase of life and watching my friends and you and, you know, you all can just live through her, her, uh, you know, the stories I tell. But um, dad tells me your mom has shared, too. Do you ever stop worrying about your children? <laughs> and the answer is no, never, never, ever worry about it. And I don't know if you could conceptualize that before you had August. Absolutely not. I, I thought I could. And I, I was one of those people grew up with horses, dogs. Oh, I've had dogs I you know, I love, I love them like my children. Mm-hmm. No, it is as if there is this invisible tie between me and August that is never going to be Mm-mm. released in the, in the back of my mind. It's not, it's not an anxious thought or anxious feeling, but it's just a presence right? like that. He is there. Right. Oh yeah. You know, we talked about prepping for this. We, you and I had a little prep session over this and we talked about the different types of mothers and we have someone in our life, you and I, that, um, they, these two women just adopted a beautiful little boy and, and these moms are just, you are helping them. You are, you know, you, everyone's helping them and it takes a village to raise a child. And, um, you know, I'm going to bring in Paul my producer and Paul, you don't have to be female to have, to have that mother role Mm -hmm. because Paul has raised a child. I keep saying he's 16. He's Brandon's not 16. Um, Paul has single-handedly, um, it's taken a village to raise Brandon, but you did this without that mother figure. I mean, you had your mom and, but, 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 is, are we saying this correctly? You don't have to have a vagina to be a mother, right? Correct. Okay. And some people with 
vaginas can't be mothers either. This is true. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great point. And you know, yeah. And when I was thinking about this, you know, podcast about but um and about Mother's Day and about what mother means to me, I, you know, I wrote down. Mother is not just a noun tied to a biological experience. It is not the act of just carrying a child in your uterus. It is not the act of giving birth one way or the other and which way is less painful. Right. And I'll tell you that a C-section is pretty painful. Pretty painful. And you can be a mother if you have no children. You can be a mother if you've adopted. You you are a mother. Anyone, in my opinion, who has taken care of another human being, even another animal, someone at a vulnerable point in their life, has has mothered. Right. And I'd I'd really like to see that term kind of float a little bit away from female dominated to being this excellent word we use to describe people who are just caring and mm -hmm. give their all and nurture. Right. So Paul, tell us about, I mean, we, we've explained on the podcast before you, you have raised Brandon. Yes. So I've raised Brandon since he was six months old. And to kind of go off what you were saying is that you don't, have to be a biological mother to be an incredible mom because you know now in this point in my life and in brandon's life we have kate mm -hmm. and kate took that role when she didn't have to you know and she ran with it like whenever i before you know kate and i were together i i never looked for a mother figure for my son because i knew that i was enough and i think that's kind of a I think that's detrimental to a lot of things inside of relationships or dating whenever you're a single parent mm -hmm. is looking for another parent. That's yeah. true. That's, that's, that's not their job. It's not their job. I know it's scary and I know it's hard, but it is not their job to be a parent to your kid. And if you go into a situation or new relationship, once you've come from being a single parent or just a parent that's separated or whatever it may be, if you can go into a situation to where you're not looking for that because you know that you're enough, mm -hmm. then relationships can be way, way better because I've seen instances where a guy, a, a man or a woman have been like, well, they, they just don't love my kid like I do. Of course they don't. No, not of possible. Of course they don't. <laughs> and, you, and you can't force that. Mm -mm, no. Now, what's amazing is that when Kate took on that role, it took her a while. And like I said, I never asked for it. I never, I, I said, listen, I said, I'm not asking you to be a mom for my son. I, I, honestly, he doesn't really need one. You took that pressure off her. I did. I 100% mm -hmm. took that pressure mm -hmm. off her. I said, because that's not what I'm, I, I want. I want a partner for me mm -hmm. and just be cool to my kid. Mm -hmm. You know, be just, kind. right. Make dad, me happy that way. In the relationship, I can my 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 son will see me happy, and then you know, and I'm sure you guys will grow some kind of relationship. Now it's not good if there's no relationship, but some kind of relationship between that, and that's that's all I wanted. And but she has taken it and run with it like that is her kid. Isn't that 
Just and he calls oh. her mom to Does all of his really? friends. And, Does he really? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's, same, it, it's interesting because my son and I went through the same exact thing, mm-hmm. except mine was without a dad. Right. You know, and my stepdad came in and my mom and uh, he and my mom got married like when I was three and a half, got divorced when I was seven, but stayed in my life to the day he passed away. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. By by choice. Right. And it, that's the most incredible thing when a person that doesn't have to do something does something because of the kindness and love in their heart. And I believe that that's, that can make a non-biological person a parent. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that, 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 and, and now you have, a, what, how old is he? He's almost, he's 12 weeks. <laughs> You're in the thick of it. Oh, man, he's in the weeds. weeds. I know. So Kate has had the baby. So you have two children now. And it is Mother's Day. And you will embrace your mother in your life. Everything. All the mothers in my life. Absolutely. You know, because without... I'm like your mama. Right. I mean... (laughs) The mother of the people. That's that's right. I mean, without without moms, you know, and I couldn't have done it without my mom. No. You know, we've had our back and forth stuff, but she made me... She was you know, the part of the reason why I'm the person I am today with creativity and what I have oh. and I owe it all to her. And, you know, I think a lot of people get to the point in their life where they don't appreciate how, um, how, how their mother impacted them, whether it be good or bad, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of people play that victim mm-hmm. and say, Oh, my parenting wasn't great. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Maybe your parents weren't the best. But they did teach you things. Sure. They taught you what you didn't like, what you did like, and what you were going to take into your future generations. Right. And I think that that's something that, you know, we can all appreciate our parents, good or bad, for something that they've done Mm -hmm. for us in our life. They did something, for sure. Right, for sure. And Mother's Day is coming up, and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to celebrate all the mothers in my life. Oh. It's going to be great. So sweet. Um, I always tell you, and I'm talking to you, too, and everyone out there, too, because, and I've said this before. There are times when you have children that that you just don't want to hear any more noise. You don't want to hear them talk, mom, 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 dad, dad, whatever. And I I remember I had a mentor in my uh, several years ago when I had Kennedy and and I was single mom and it, she was driving me crazy. I mean, she's just like, mom, mom, mom. So I remember this mentor t- telling me, if your child wants to talk to you, stop whatever you're doing and talk to that child. And I'll never forget, she was doing that, and I was driving down the road, and I pull over. She's in her car seat, and I went, what? What? Let's talk. What do you want to talk about? She was so shocked because I had behaved and not listened to her. Right. And she didn't have anything to say. You know, she was just, you know, pulling my chain. But if she need, if she ever or my child, any children want to talk, Stop and listen. That is a a big, big piece of advice because you know what, Laura, I told you this for nine, probably almost 10 months. They didn't come with a manual. Oh, no. There's no handbook. And we are a handbook world. Yes. So you're, you know, you're learning. You are learning. When I asked you to do this, you're like, I don't know how to be a mother. I, I don't, I don't, this is not the <laughs> point. None of us know in the beginning. And yeah. you don't understand that baby depends on your, your child depends on you for everything. It's the most unconditional love you will ever experience. Absolutely. And you are the mother your child needs. Mm-hmm. Your child 
knows no other mother or parent Mm -hmm. or father. You are that person to Mm -hmm. them. And, you know, aside from abuse and neglect, if you, as long as you're caring and doing your best with what you have, Mm -hmm. you are exactly what that child needs. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. I want to ask you, because at your shower at my home, your parents, I said, and and, and it's okay, it's, you know, I, I, I brace myself, but I was preparing myself for you to not come back to work. Oh I was really preparing myself for that. Um, you know, everybody's like, that was the big buzzword, you know, is it was, is she coming back? Is she coming back? Is she coming back? I'm like, I don't, I can't imagine it. So your parents were at my home and I told your parents, I said, she's not coming back. And they they looked at me like I had seven heads and said, <laughs> oh yeah, she is. So you were in the corporate world before. Uh-huh. All right. You transferred to the private, private family. Yeah. How difficult is it? Go ahead and tell me. Give it to me. How difficult is it working with a child? It's hard. I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not. Right. You have multiple things to juggle. And sometimes your priority Mm-hmm. as a new Tiffany mm-hmm. and your business is more of a priority than getting August's ball out of the dog's mouth right. at that moment. <laughs> right. So if, if it's answering a quick text Ugh. about financials, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's what it is. And, um, I've been able to, you know, it, it does take a village and I am very thankful very thankful to have my parents, uh, live so close to me. Um, and they, August actually spends the entire day with them on Mondays. Mm -hmm. So I have all day. That's, that's usually day Tiffany and I, um, work, um, face to face. Um, and just as needed. And, you know, I, it's, it, I will tell you if you are, pregnant or recently had a baby and you were looking for a nanny you better start looking right now right now mm. or daycare or mother's day out program because it's it tough. is tough mm-hmm. it is tough i got very very lucky i found you know a unicorn um <laughs> of a nanny for myself mm. for this summer and i am I, I feel very lucky and that will, that is going to allow me to not only take a little bit of stress off, but have some time with my husband at right. the end of the day. So I'm not sitting at six thirty, seven o'clock at night mm-hmm. working right. or catching up on emails, which for someone like me, that's my natural sure. state. Right. We are very similar. Mm-hmm. We're we, there is no on and off. There's no, on. there's no, now, and that's why we work together. Many reasons why we work together. And you know what? You said something really important. Um, and I'm sure Paul would agree too. that having a baby, you kind of forget yourself as a couple. Oh yeah. You do. You, you put being a couple on the back burner. Do you remember taking naps? 
Hello. Mm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 just that this baby's your world. And so I encourage all of you out there to take care of your relationships. Absolutely. Because it takes a toll. The, the, you know, the, the male often doesn't know or the other female doesn't off, or the other male doesn't often know what's going on mm-hmm. when you know what I mean? When the I, I mean, it's just it's so hard because you know, everyone's different too. So, and whoever the primary caregiver is, whoever is working outside the home, you know, it doesn't matter. Each of you are equally as important to that child, whether you're there all day with them, whether your child's in daycare, whether your child's with the nanny, whether you're stay at home parents, it doesn't matter. You're equally as important. And that was something that, um, that I had, my mom was a stay at home mom. And so I wanted a kind of flexible working environment, which I have, but now that I'm in it and he's a little older now, he can crawl. Mm, I cannot just set him down somewhere and do some work and, you he's know, there like a lump. he stays there like a little, <laughs> a little cute potato. Sure, sure. Um, I need, I need help mm-hmm. and I am not, I'm not always the first person to ask for help. I will admit that. Right. Um, but I, I, I need help and that's okay. And I think about my, my mom growing up and all of the brothers and sisters she had, and they were all in the same town and they all had so oh, many hands and, yes. you know, <laughs> many hands help make a baby. It takes a village. It takes a such a village. It does. It takes such a village. And, and, you know, I, I, my, my hope for this, this podcast was to help people in your situation and to listen and to, I mean, I had a, a, a listener last night DM me asking me why she was losing her hair and it's hormones, oh. people, it's hormones. And we do shows on that, but it is, and it does take a village, but it's Mother's Day. Embrace your mamas, even if they're not your mama. Yeah. And I can't tell you how much. I mean, I know you were nervous coming in, but you did such a fabulous job <laughs> telling your story. And I'm like, I told everyone, I'm like, just act like we're sitting at the kitchen table, just talking like, well, we want to say everything we say on there. But anyway, happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. to celebrate too. big on Sunday. And happy Mother's Day to Kate and Paul. Cannot I we? will tell her. Yes. Well, she'll hear. So. She'll hear it. She she'll will. hear it many, many times. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. What is? How can we find you on Instagram? It's at Laura, L-A-U-R-A, is a star. Laura is a star. <laughs> and you can believe that for sure. I but hope every- I live up to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do in my book, for sure. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy Mothers. Celebrate your mothers, all the mothers out there, and everyone keeping fabulous. Bye.